Are you looking back on the past year and maybe you're not disappointed on it or maybe you are disappointed in it, but you just have this itching desire to build something more this year, more than you did last year, right? Something better, something that makes more profit. Maybe you want to grow the business, make it bigger. Finally start moving in that direction of building a bigger business. Uh, you know, you've been stagnant for some period of time. But it's the middle of the winter, right? You have that that itching to really rear at it. But pretty much everything that you can kind of think of on the top of your head is already kind of squared away. You kind of, you know, you're just chilling right now. You know, maybe you know what equipment you're going to be running. You have some goals mapped out. You get, maybe you got a marketing plan already set up for the spring or maybe not, which pro tip would be a good thing to get started on. Um but, you know, you, you feel like I really can't grow right this very second. So you're just kind of stuck twiddling your thumbs because you don't know what to do. But you really want to go out there and get it. And you just don't know where to start or don't know what to do right here in the winter besides just the redundant prepare equipment and make goals and think about what you want your business to look and all these just basic things that you've done every year, every year before this year that have never worked, right? In this podcast episode, I'm going to be breaking down and giving you three things that I'm doing right now in my business over the winter right now so that by this spring, our roster is almost already full going into spring, even before spring rush. The majority of the day-to-day tasks that an office assistant or me are going to do are automated or streamlined so that they take literally half as much time or less. So the spring is less crazy. And we have clear dates to hire key employees and pick up pieces of equipment. And we are all set up to do all that stuff quickly and efficiently. Everything is ready to go. It's copy, paste, press go, right? Sign off on the piece of paperwork. Uh, hire this new people. It just, just everything is lined up and ready to go. And I'm going to be talking about how you can implement those things into your weekly schedule so you guys can make more progress over this winter going into the season, right? Even just this winter, going into the season, make more progress this winter in the next couple of months than you did all of last season, okay? So three things I'm doing help you implement into your weekly schedule to be able to do even more in this amount of time than you did last year. So welcome to the What to Do This Winter episode and welcome to the Motivated Lawn Care Show. This is a podcast designed to help you grow your lawn and landscape business far beyond the six-figure mark so you can stop living paycheck to paycheck and start building the life and business of your dreams sooner and easier than you ever thought possible. I'm your host, Caleb Nguyen, and I personally scaled my business from two clients just like four or five years ago uh, to close to $300,000 this past year. And I've also had the opportunity to help a handful of other guys just like you um, grow as well, which has been super cool to see. And I'm tracking down that seven-figure mark in 2024, and things are looking pretty freaking good when it comes to that. So if you are looking to start taking ground on your goals in the next two to three weeks and make the kind of progress that you haven't seen the entirety of 2023 combined by growing, automating, and preparing, stick around. This episode is going to be for you. With that being said, Point number one, what is the first thing that I'm doing right now? What is my number one priority that I'm working on right now? Okay, I am working on commercial sales, okay? This is such a stupid topic that there is no good, actual, legitimate content out there about it, okay? You can find an odd YouTube video here and there. You can just kind of, you have to piece things together. And I'm honestly kind of, there are things for residential. Um, they're not great, but you can kind of, it gives you something to go off of. When, when it comes to commercial, there is absolutely stinking nothing. There's nothing to go off of. There's nothing to be like, oh, this is how you, you go big commercial work. And there's there's none of that stuff, okay? So I'm going to break down for you guys what I'm doing right here, right now, the process that I use, the step-by-step, and how we are going to close three to four trucks worth of work in the next three or four months leading up to spring, okay? And by the way, in order to hit a million dollars, I only need four or five trucks. And so the goal 
for us is three or four commercial trucks, three or four residential trucks. Um, and either way, I you know I know I could very easily hit it with just residential or just commercial, but I want to create a split. I want to create. I want to know how to do them all and do them all well. Now it's not going to be good long term to be able to do that. But enough talking about me. How the heck do we get commercial sales? Okay, I'm going to break down how how I do it. Okay, so I have a master sheet, um, and I'm going to break this down in in more depth in a future podcast episode very soon because you guys are going to need this information going into spring. But I have this master sheet right, and in this sheet. Um, I have a list of 2,400 businesses. So this is going to be apartment complexes, gas stations, convenience stores, uh, anything with a stinking lawn that has a business phone number that I can call is on that list. Now, there is, and I'll talk about more in, the, in that commercial um, sales episode specifically, there are definitely better bangs for your time. But at a certain point, you get those wild cards every here and there that are just worth it. And if you have the time, and you want to keep your, your route more dense and not just chase big boys that are all over the place, all over the map, this is a really, really good way to go about it. So I have a sheet 2400 and I'm going to just work my way through it. And I'm going to call everybody at least three times. I'm going to ask for the property manager or the facility or maintenance director, whoever's going to be the final decision maker on this bid. I want to talk to them first. Okay, I'm not talking to the receptionist and saying, hey, what's a good email for me to send it so you can send it over to your boss? No, no, no. I want to talk to the stinking boss. Okay, and if they will not let me talk to the stinking boss, I will ask for their name. And guess what? Tomorrow, I'm going to call from the same stinking phone number and they're going to have no clue. I'm going to call again and I'm going to ask for that person. Okay, if they won't let me through the first time, I'm going to call them the next day. This is a little bit getting in the weeds, but I'm going to call them the next day. Next day. So, for example, um, one of the properties that we are bidding, uh, it's a pretty decent sized property, hundreds and hundreds of thousands of square feet, a couple acres. Um, it's a bigger uh, it's a bigger contract. I'm sure it's going to be a $70,000, $80,000 contract, something like that at least for just lawn mowing, not including mulch or anything like that. Um, but... They wouldn't let me through. The lady at the receptionist would not let me through. She kept saying, hey, just send anything over to our main email and I'll forward it along. I, I'm not putting up with that stuff. Okay, so I said, awesome. Who should I address? Who's the property manager that I should address this email to? She gave me the name. Um, her name is Crystal Young. Nobody, You're not going to be able to figure it out even if you look her up. But uh, the next day, I call back and I say, hey, I'm looking f- to speak with Crystal Young. And she goes, uh, who's this? And I said, this is Caleb with Yellow Hot Motors, which I said last time. Um we're the, uh, the lawn and landscape guys putting in the bid for this season. And, um, you know, I, I have a few more questions for uh, Crystal about what she's looking for. And then she's just like, oh, okay, you know, go ahead and, and you know, talk to the decision maker. So there's little hacks like that. There's little stupid things. But in its most basic form, you create a massive list of these um, properties and you just call them. Okay, it is cold calling. It ain't fun. It ain't pretty. And you just ask for the people who are in charge. And then you have a good presentation from there. A couple things. Number one, you got to have some sort of presentation right off the bat showing people that you actually are different and have something better that you offer um, to them in their business. I'm not going to go too much in the weeds now, but we have four things that we do differently than any other company that I've ever heard of. Now, these things might be slightly redundant or not super helpful or it doesn't really matter, but we just need a reason to stand out in their minds besides the fact that we have the cheapest price, right? I want to be able to say, hey, my price is exactly the same, but we're nice to work with. We go above and beyond. You can you can see that by the, the fact that we do things different. And I got you a bid in 48 hours, 
okay, in 48 hours, I got you a bid. It didn't take me a week or two. In 24 to 48 hours, I got you a bid. And I promised you that, and I delivered on that. And if I make promises to you that your property will be taken care of well, I will deliver on that well too. If you like to meet in person, I'll buy you a coffee. I show up. My truck is clean and vacuumed up. Just these common sense, stupid things. That is literally all it is. Okay, and people get stupid, and they're like, "I called 300 people, and, and nobody picked up, and I didn't get any contract." No, okay, you keep on stinking calling. It's not a thing that you just stop after 500. You're like I got like two, I got like two contracts. If you got two contracts, and both of them are worth four thousand dollars, right? And you want to do forty thousand dollars, well. If I took you a thousand phone calls, you're gonna have to multiply that by ten. You're gonna have to do ten thousand phone calls. So get cracking, and then it's just like a how long is it gonna take me to make ten thousand phone calls? And you got to work backwards, and you got to start sooner. You got to start before Christmas. You got to start early, and you got to get on the ball. So that is commercial sales. That is the number one thing that I'm working on right now. <clears throat> is sales. I've heard it many, 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 many times before. Number one thing a CEO should be working on before they hit like ten million dollars plus is to be working on sales. Anything else is stupid, okay, it's stupid. It's a waste of your time. Cash flow problems, sell more, okay? Like, yes, I get it, we wanna turn a profit, we wanna run a good business, but you gotta know how to sell. If you can sell, then you can do anything. So, uh, number two is automate everything, okay? If you are not tech savvy, I'm sorry, but now is the time to get tech savvy. Nights, weekends, anytime you're not calling commercial clients, you're automating your residential and commercial sales processes, office tasks, et cetera, et cetera, okay? Couple things, Zapier. If you don't have Zapier, it is stinking free. Get on Zapier, Z-A-P-I-E-R, Zapier, okay? Sounds stupid. You can automate pretty much everything uh, on your emails, anything you have on a spreadsheet. I don't use spreadsheets. I use a piece of paper. Get on a dang spreadsheet. Automate the freaking crap out of it. Trust me, you're going to be sitting there for a few hours trying to figure out how this works. It does not matter. It is more important that you learn how this technology works before you get eclipsed by the guy who actually doesn't understand how it works, i.e. me in my business, Okay. CRM, if you don't have a CRM, please, 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 please get one set up. There are free versions of Copilot and Yardbooks available. If you want to snag Jobber, Service Autopilot, whatever you want, I don't stink and care. Get a software and start learning it now, okay? Oh, it's going to be like 200 bucks. To... I don't care. Spend the $200, spend a month, go through it, learn how to use the software. Don't have 200 bucks, get the free stuff from Copilot and Yardbooks. Next, if you are running a sizable enough business or operation, you have an office person, you need to get something besides Gmail and Outlook and that kind of stuff. Like, just, just, you, you can't be doing that. All right. It gets, it gets extremely inefficient. You're forwarding emails back and forth. It just eats up time. Efficiency is king, it's key once you start growing, especially when you, by the time you hire your first office person like we are. Um, so I'd recommend Front, uh, it's a software or Help Scouts, another software. Get those set up. Learn how to use those. You can manage your text messages. You can manage your emails. You can manage uh, Instagram, Facebook, uh, comments, uh, messages, all that from one stinking platform where um, there's no ambiguity. Everyone has their own little dashboard. Things can get forwarded correctly. Uh, you can send things back and forth within the company without you know having to forward different emails. Excuse me, and having to like wonder like, hey, did I accidentally send something to the the client? Like, what happened here? Um, and you don't have issues with like things being marked as red and uh, then you for totally forget about them because you know you, you you forgot to mark it as unread again uh, there's also Verizon one talk and other different variations that's going to be your phone service you can't just run it off a cell phone once you get past just you um, yes you can have call forwarding where if it, it goes to your office person's cell phone and then it goes to your cell phone after that it just 
it gets messy at a certain point. Um, yes, there's there's definitely um, call services if you don't have time to be picking up on the, the, the phone all the time, um, which you should be. Even if you're out in the field, take a pause, pick up the phone, that kind of deal. Um, it's going to be huge to close all of those clients. It's kind of a weird when you're in that kind of in-between phase where you're busy, uh, but you can't seem to, to bust past busy because it's just like you just can't close enough work for it. Using Verizon OneTalk with like an office assistant, someone helping you out part-time. Uh, my mom had a friend who she worked for like two or three different like tree cutting companies and she just had three phones on her at all time. Um, and she would just answer the phone whenever it rang and you know, whenever it wasn't ringing, she was folding laundry, she was doing this, she was doing that around the house, she was cleaning up, making dinner, that kind of thing and she would just answer the phone um, and she had three different people going and she only got paid for the time that she was answering the phone and doing those tasks. So it's another great option too, finding someone who would be willing to do that. Um, number three, we're gonna jump into number three because I'm not gonna waste too much time there. Uh, yes, tech. Get the automation set up. That's what I was talking about, the automations. We have so many that we're already setting up. I have so many more to go. Commercial sales is a priority for me at this point, but uh, the automations is also huge as well because it's going to take a huge burden off of you, especially in the spring season when things are just going crazy. Um, the third thing, preparation is everything. Okay, so preparing everything else beyond that. And I, I, I want to say this, okay? When it comes to making rapid progress in anything in your business, in your personal life, uh, fitness, health, um, relationships, anything like that. Not saying we're a relationship coach, by the way. Uh, by the way, um, you only have a few levers to pull, okay, to expedite or speed up the process, make it quicker, more efficient, easier, okay. And we're gonna run through them right here. A, total amount of hours spent on the task itself. Give okay, the amount of time that you spend on something is just gonna make it better. Um, it's gonna get done. Um, you can make more progress on a thing, right? It like ultimately, it's like. Oh, I'm going to spend more hours in the gym. Well, that is a, 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 a that is a way to um, expedite the process of losing weight, getting healthy, getting fit, whatever it is. Um, there is spending more time working on commercial sales, just more time in general because that's what it is. You just have to put in the time. Spend more time working on the sales, and um, you know you kind of have to do that. That's a huge lever right there. More time on the phone. Five minute average phone time for for each conversation. I gotta make 160 phone calls to be able to get out two or you know to close two uh, you know properties. So how many phone calls can I make in a day? Well, I can make 100 phone calls a day. So it means you know every 1.6 days um, I can you know I'm closing two clients. You know um, whatever that metric looks like for you. More time, right? Spending more hours. B, intensity of how hard you push during those hours, right? You go to the gym, you just walk on the treadmill for three hours, or you're over in the weights for three hours, right? Or even, if, are you in the weights for an hour, walking on the treadmill for three? Which one's going to get you better results? I'm just going to tell you right now, the weights for an hour is going to be much better if your intensity is there. So you can be like, ah, oh, dude, I, I worked, you know, 80 hours this week, and oh my gosh, and all this stuff. You are on Facebook for half the time, dude. You're on Facebook Marketplace looking at equipment you don't need or, or can afford most of the time. So... It becomes redundant and the hours become redundant if you are not, um, I wouldn't even say efficient because you can't even, that's not even a, a quantifiable thing because I'm going to talk about a few of the other variables in a second because efficient is like the accumulation of like intensity, um, experience, feedback loop preparation we're going to talk about in a second, but how hard are you pushing at something? Um, how hard are you working at something? Again, I'm just talking about how do you make progress towards something? Trust me, I'm getting to the preparation. Give me one second. 
experience. How many times have you done it already? If you've done it a lot already, I I betcha you're you're probably gonna you're probably gonna do pretty well. Um, I recently started jujitsu. I know I'm so uh, such an interesting person like that. And uh, I will say, experience is king. I was um, tussling with this guy actually. It's probably like two hours ago. And uh, he's probably got like four inches on me, but I probably have maybe like five pounds on him. I don't know. I'm definitely uh, more physically fit and, and and have a lot more muscle mass. He's probably a year younger than me. Um, but he had been training for an extra probably mm, like month or so. So he had, been, he had been doing it for a longer time. And he had been doing more sessions per week. I do like one a week, which is pathetic, but that's all I have time for right now, right? So he had just more experience in general. So even though I was stronger than him, uh, even though I was probably more agile than him in a lot of ways, I only won like one out of like four matches that we did. And so um, know that experience is king, right? Which it did feel pretty good to win one because I have not yet. <laughs> that was my first one. Um and then the, the next one, D, is feedback loop. How quickly can you get things wrong, learn, and do it the, right the next time? That's why mentors and, and that kind of stuff is, is so important. And the last one, which I I'm, I know it took me forever to get to, is preparation. How much work you put into getting ready to do the thing. Which, by the way, how do you get more out of preparing in that, that amount of time? You spend more time. You go harder during that time. You've already prepared multiple times before during other seasons, getting ready for the season. And then you have mentors who can kind of help walk you through the process, right? But in general, preparation, right, is going to be another one of the biggest key factors. Instead of sitting on your butt, or sorry, sitting on your phone, I would say that, um, instead of spending all the time on Instagram and social media and watching this and doing that, oh, it's the chill, it's the winter, it's the off time, it's our chill time. No, no, no. This is your time to get ahead of everyone who thinks like that, okay? What does that look like? What does the actual preparation look like, okay? That applies to lining up dealers and getting paperwork for financing for what you need now, right now, going through your credit to see if, you, if you're financing equipment, hey, where's that at? I have two, you know, two months to work on that, great. Let's pay down some stuff. Let's um, you know, bring down our utilization on some credit cards. Let's uh, put more money in the bank account. Let's, um, you know, clear off some inquiries on our on our credit report so that we look even better to lenders those kinds of things just work on it now uh, you know set set up and learn your software that CRM whether it's yardbooks job or whatever set that up start learning now start writing up all of your weekly email newsletters right all of your upsell emails that you're going to be sending to clients to new clients set them up now write them now um, write your call scripts to your office person and or yourself now do all of that stuff right now okay have a really good plan to acquire residential clients, back it by data that either you've gathered yourself or you've heard from trusted sources, ahem, not your competition, which by the way, Joey, who runs a, a, a lawn mowing business the street over from you is your competition. Do not be taking data from, yeah, dude, I close like 90% of the people could come in, bro. I put out like five door hangers, I get like one client. You're like, okay, five door hangers, close 50% of them. So I you know, okay, no, 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 just get real data from other people who have, are like this design generally in our market gets this, your market is similar, you should get similar results, right? Um, and get that stuff ready right now, create pricing matrices, okay, to help get people prices over the phone right now. With that being said, here's what I want you to do right now. So if you have your phone on you, um, whip out notes on it, or if you have a pen and a notepad, I want you to write this, okay? I don't want you to write one once you give yourself some space, two, space, three, okay? 
first by the one. Commercial. I want you to write yes. Write, just write a Y for yes or an N for no. Do you want commercial properties? If you don't want commercial properties, forget about that first part that I said and write a big fat N. And the time that you would have taken to do commercial is the time that you're going to spend learning how to make better door hangers, to do better digital marketing, get your Google ads set up and ready to rock and roll, keep posting on social media so it looks really fancy and nice. Okay, that's what I need you to be doing if you're not doing commercial. But if you are doing commercial, I need you to say, okay, well, I need to call 100 businesses to get 25 estimates and then close what? Uh, you know, that might only be $4,000 for a season. So how many people do I have to call? Da, 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 and work backwards and call a bazillion people. I'll tell you right here, right now, okay, real data, you can call 100 businesses in a day. I do it and I generally send out from there. Um, snow is a totally different ball game. I will say the numbers are a lot different for snow than it is for lawn care landscaping. It's actually worse for lawn care and landscaping. Snow is actually easier, um, at least in my in my market. Um, I don't I don't know if you you might not even have snow where you are, but generally I can pump out a hundred calls in a day, and I can pump out and and at you know whether they get back to me the first time I call or the second or the third time I call, I can generally turn that into probably. Uh, you know, at least 25 estimates, at least 25 estimates, because you call that one person who has like 10 properties that they want estimates for. So, and then out of those, I generally will close one from them not even knowing me to me cold calling them and then closing them from there. So commercial, right? Right? One, Y or N. You're doing commercial? Yes. Great. Circle that. We're going to come back to that tonight, right? Tonight, when you're sitting down, when you're just chilling, you go, all right, how many people do I have to call? If I'm going to close one in a hundred, how many do I have to call? My average ticket's like, we'll just say 10K. It's like, how many people do I have to call? I'm like, that's a lot of people I got to call. All right. Okay. We can close. That means you can close 50 grand in a week, right? You can call a hundred um, and close one of those. Average of 10K, you can close 50K in a week. Easy. Okay. How many of those do you need to close? Well, I need to close like four of those. So, okay. So you need to kill yourself for a month. That's not that bad. Okay, so that's what that looks like. I want you to write a two, right? You have that two. Find a CRM that you don't, if you don't have one. Okay, if you already have one, skip the step. Don't worry about it. This is just for the guys who don't have CRM, right? Get CRM, get CRM, G-E-T-C-R-M, okay? Try Copilot or Yardbooks. It's free. Actually play around with it, not for two minutes and then go, oh, this is stupid. All this. Start putting all of your stuff into it. And then say, how could I use this to save time? Because trust me, you're going to be running a lot of automations and a lot of things off that software in the future when, when you start really growing your business. Okay. Three. By that three, I want you to write down two things that take up most of your time in the spring. Is it hiring? Is it getting clients? Is it doing the work? What is it? What's taking up all that time? What's taking up the most time? Might take you a second to think about it. Then write it down. And then carve out an hour at the end of today. And spend 30 minutes figuring out what you're wasting time on on each of those things and how to stop wasting time on it or cutting down your time on it. So write two things, write those two things, and then write 60 minutes after that, okay? Again, one, the first thing I want you to do, write a one next to it, Y or N. You doing commercial? Yes, great. Circle it? Yes, we're doing commercial. Great. Later, we're going to think about, hey, how many phone calls do I have to make? I threw out some, some rough data numbers here that are pretty darn accurate that are like basically to a T what our numbers look like. So if you're like, dude, man, I just, ugh, I 
can't, I called 400 people, dude, I called 500 people a week for three months, for three months. You know what I do on weekends? I send out bids all weekend, 80 hours a week, and I'll close three trucks worth of work. Hmm, that's pretty crazy. Okay, put in the work. That too, if you don't have a CRM, get CRM. That's it, get CRM. Later, when you look at that note, you're going to take action on it. If you if you could take action on it right now, stop this, take action on it. Three, write down the two things that take up the most of your time in the spring, and then it's time to take action on those things, right? Carve out some time tonight, figure out what those things are, figure out how you're going to stop spending so much time on those, especially in the spring, okay? This is when everything breaks. This is when the wheels come off, baby. We want the wheels to come off because we're growing so much, right? And business is moving in the right direction. With that being said, that's all I got for you guys. And I'll see you next week. Peace.